Alrighty, let's start the Authentic English Podcast, episode one. Hello, Mattia. Hello, Bixio. Hello, Natalia. So, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how real you are. How real are you, Mattia? How real are you, Bixio? How real are you, Natalia? So, I just did this episode, so I'm going to try and do it again and sound even more natural without the crackling. So my mouth is a bit further from the microphone. So I'd love, guys, if you can give me some feedback. Um, you know, I've set up these conversation classes three times a day. Maybe no one will make it. And as a backup plan, I'm going to have my own podcast. So hopefully you can hear me. I'm about 10 centimeters away from you, I mean, from the microphone. And in this episode, as I said, I'm going to be talking about how real, how real are we. So this is uh, thanks to a conversation I had with Mattia a couple of days ago. I also have a Saturday group called Truth Speakers. And the, in the first few sessions, we were talking about speaking our truth. But I can't really re remember. It's not as fresh in my mind what we spoke about in the group. So I'm going to be talking about what me and Matthias spoke about. And we had several questions. Um, I'm going to be really honest with you and say, um, I think while you guys already know this um, and while other people might be listening, I'm just going to be really truthful and say that I have been in relationship with one person on Preply and I have been intimately intimate with another person on Preply. So two women that I've been intimate with, one in relationship, one without. And, I'm, and um, you know, with Mattia, we, we've had several conversations about this. Um, Mattia, uh, I met Mattia shortly after ending my relationship with Laura. Laura's an Italian woman. I'm not going to give any details to respect her. And, uh, well, I may give a couple of details just for comic effect, but um, there won't be any way for you to any way to link Laura to who she really is. For all intents and purposes, she is just a fictitious character for everyone. Um, so um, where were we? So yeah, so me, me and Matthias, so Matthias seen me through this difficult period, and really, I'm so grateful to you, Matthias, for for being present for me for allowing me to experience ex uh, feelings you know I'm your teacher I know we're in conversation but you gave me that the gift of listening and being yeah I just what I love about you is how emotionally intelligent you are um, and I think your 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 girlfriend must be very lucky to have you and I think that that's probably because of her and because of you um, you know you've been in a relationship for a long time for 10 years now um, and I think that builds character right that 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 means that you're more able to be present for another person so I think that may yeah I'm pretty sure that comes from being in a serious relationship and being who you are you know you're a philosopher and you're constantly seeking truth so thank you for that so yeah so Matthias saw me through that dark period if you like um, I mean generally I was joyful but uh, I was able to share some difficult experience and a difficult experience that I had and you know we've got some questions related to that experience and that is how real are we online how real are we offline um, are we more real with our loved one our partner than we are with our friends with our partner and our family than our friends 
you know, do we have, uh, do we present one facade to one person and another, and then, and, a, and, a, and the real us to another? Or is it a different facade with every single person? Who are you? Who, who are you really? So I think we certainly, what I'm striving for is I'm striving to be the real me. I'm striving to be my three-year-old self, the person that I was born into the world as, you know, I want to be, I want to be living, I want to be in accord, living in accordance with my soul, the real me. So I loved our conversation. I loved the questions we were raising is, right, okay, so, you know, I think a a lot of students that I've spoken to have said that, yeah, of course, in real life, it's different in real life. Um, People people are less real online than off. And, you know, I don't think that's true. I think I think there nothing's I think there there are pros and cons of both and I think it's interesting to look at life in that in that way and not look at it as black or white um um and much better to look at it as gray Laura had gray hair apparently since the age of 3 or so she told me maybe she grayed when she was in her early 20s and she was ashamed or maybe she was born with one gray hair on her head who knows who knows we met online and then we met offline we met in person but who knows maybe maybe she was telling me a bunch of untruths of lies when we met online and the truth came out offline when we met in person no she did actually have gray hair when we met in person as well so um but who knows when she started having gray hair anyway the point is is i've kind of lost the trail of thought just that uh, uh that yeah i th- yeah that's it so um I th- what I feel is that online I get to see the real you. I get to see the soul or the real self of a person that there's no, we don't have any distractions. They're not part of their environment. They're just in, sat in front of me, in front of a screen. And there aren't really any consequences for, for being their real self, you know. So so you, you could say that people can be more real online or more false online. And I think it does go to those extremes. Or, of course, there will be the middle way as well. There'll be somewhere in the middle. But I think people can go to the extremes online. They can completely fabricate who they are or they can be completely honest because this is the first time they can be because i don't know they're surrounded by alcoholics or um by their by narcissistic people or who knows right who knows what people are living uh what people live in real life and this is the first time that they've heard they're heard that someone can be present for them and they can just be themselves. They can be real. They don't need to pretend. They don't need to be fake. Um, and that's the gift that I give them, the same gift that Mattia gave me or Bixio or Natalia, right? I had a wonderful conversation with Natalia the other day about my mum and uh, she kind of helped me strategize as to how to to rekindle the the relationship with her or uh, with Bixio we were I was talking about the the breakfast club and some other things uh we <laughs> laughing a lot so um you know that that's what I want to say is that that online we can be real um but 
You know, so yeah, you could say that we're more real offline than on. I don't know. I, I reckon we might be more real online than off. Um, I think there's definitely a difference between online and off. I think in on, that, as I said, it's like you're um, extracting the person from their environment, which you could say is their soul. And in real life, you, you see their body and their soul uh, and you experience their mind while in both environments. Um, and, um, uh, and yeah, offline, you, you see that person interact with their environment, interact with other people, interact with nature, interact with objects, you know? So, um, I'd say that me and Laura were in this joyful, happy bubble, um, when we were online and then when we met in person, we got to see each other relate to other people. And I think she would have seen a side to me that she didn't see before. And I would have seen a side to her that I didn't see before in her. I was at times, I thought quite assertive and a couple of times angry, but a couple of t mostly assertive. And she's not like that. Um, I think she's easily pushed around. So she would have seen the assertive me and she didn't like it. She thought I was rude. I didn't think I was rude, but that was her seeing me interact with the environment, um, with other people. And she didn't see that online. So, so, uh, so it's like we're in a, yeah, we're, we're like in a, uh, bubble online. Um, but then is it, it's funny, isn't it? Cause I think people can be a certain way when they're with their family, uh, and she actually said that to me, wait till you see me with my family, because I was, I had this image of her as the prima donna, this beautiful, perfect woman, when really she wasn't, and she herself said it, like she said, you know, well, um, uh, let's see what you think about me when I'm with my family, and that's right, are we more real when we're with our family, does that, is that the, the real us? Um, and we just pretend when outside of the family home, like when we're with other people, we, we put on our facade at work, at school, at university, um, you know. Uh, so I guess um, what questions did we have? Um, um I think uh, another reflection we had was that over time people change. So um, I definitely have found that on Preply is that people can be real from day one and some people can be more real over time. Like I think for some people they need to build trust and that doesn't come straight away. So some people can like spill their guts and tell you everything about themselves from day one. And maybe you don't want to hear all that stuff. I mean, for me, I, I want to, and I, I, I kind of give people that space to, 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 to say exactly what they want to, whatever they want to say. Um, but I think people have different levels of trust and comfortableness around speaking their truth and and some people don't want to hear another person's truth so quickly um so so over time you get to i get to see uh i get to see all parts of a person i think we are multifaceted um and and yeah that 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 that's what i've seen is 
I can think I know someone when really I don't give it a month, two months, six months. And I, 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 I understand they're, uh, they're different to who I thought they were. Um, and naturally we are multifaceted. Um, I think I put a premium on honesty and genuineness. I want to be in conversation with someone that's honest um but it's okay also to 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 withhold your truth as long as it's not hurting another person i think it's okay to do that um i think it would be much better to say i'm not comfortable sharing that can can i you know maybe in the future i'll tell you that and be honest about how you're feeling with this person asking you questions instead of just feeling obliged to answer their questions or or, or tell an untruth, right? That those are the typical possibilities, like spill your gut or spill the wrong gut to say that say something that's not true. Um, uh, I can manage everything. Um, it's not hurting me. Um, well, unless you consider that I am revealing my truth, I am sharing my truth. So if you're not, um, well. I'm easily manipulated, right? I'm easily taken advantage of if you know my truth. That, well, you could see it like that. That's one way of looking at it. Another is um, just uh, it means that I have to feel any feeling if I share my truth uh, with you uh, and you're not truthful for with me. It means that I need to be... Uh, mm, mm, Mm. it means that you could be angry with me or or afraid or and I'm just gonna have to deal with you experiencing that feeling I think that's what happened with Laura actually um she had a high need for safety and trust and and um maybe I paid the price um uh, I'll go into that another day. I'm a bit tired. This is the second round of recording this uh, podcast episode, um, but I think uh, there are some thoughts, and I think the, the 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 question is, how real are you? How real am I? And how real do you know? How could I be more real with people? Am I holding back on how I'm feeling? Am I holding back my truth? Uh, of how what someone says to me makes me feel am I holding that back you know I feel like I was much better at that a year ago or um, I think so I think I was really in tune with with other people and and um, yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know I know I have really good connections good relationships with my students now so uh, I'm not sure um what the difference is between before and now i used to listen a lot more now i'm talking more so so that's one change anyway yeah how real are you um uh, uh think about it bye hello everyone welcome to episode one of awaken capitalist so really pleased to have you listening in tuning in in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my plans for Awaken Capitalist. I've been in conversation with two dear friends, Can from Thailand and Bixio from Switzerland. And what I've come to understand is that I love money. I love the money game. Um, 
I've got, let me tell you some, you know, uh, disaster story. Uh, just over a year ago, I was, a year and a half ago, I was homeless and not for long, for a few weeks. And really, I've been working my way up from ground zero. I was, I started a, as a delivery rider and I was delivering food for a couple of months. It was a great gig, you know, I was fit and I got to chat with quite a, quite a few people and that was enjoyable. Uh, I love pe serving people in that way, bringing them delicious hot food. Uh, well, not always, sometimes the pizza was a bit messy and have to be returned, but generally, generally I did a pretty good job. There was one time, um, couple of times when people weren't in and uh, I just got to eat their food uh, you know they'd got home drunk ordered some delivery and then fallen asleep um, hopefully not lying in a pool of vomit um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that um, but uh, yeah sometimes got got some free Nando's yeah anyway that was back in that was the summer of 2020 uh, 2000 2020 2019 and thank god it wasn't last year imagine that i'd have been in i'd have been poor and been living covid so sure i would have got plenty of work because i'd been delivering food but uh, uh i might not have had a home at that time i was living in a youth hostel i don't know if youth hostels are still open now with covid and what have you anyway that was back in the summer of 2019 i was clawing my way up the money ladder I was at zero and well uh, the next step was doing what I was doing before that job and that was I was a conversational teacher on a platform called Cambly uh, I loved it uh, for one reason or another I got kicked uh, <laughs> kind of removed myself let's say anyway then I found Preply and oh my god I was so happy to find it uh, basically could do what I was doing on Cambly and the difference was is it wasn't like um, um, it wasn't the I think Cambly's like uh, crack cocaine of conversation people would just come on for like 30 minutes so you'd you'd I'd be working let's say a seven hour shift um, and be see like 25 50 people because they come on for 15 minutes 30 minutes so what i love about preply is that i build relationships with people over a long time so i've been with some students for a year shout out to lucas and magda two dear friends that i've been together with for a year uh, over a year and um uh, what uh, lucas has actually stopped but uh we're still friends and message occasionally on Skype. Anyway, so I built these these relationships with people over time, and 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 so now I was doing a job I loved, earning one point five to two k a month, just hanging out with people, listening to them, listening to their stories, telling them stories. Oh my God, meeting people from around the world, you know, different income brackets, different jobs, different beliefs. And it's made me into this, the man I am today. And well, let's talk about money because this podcast is about making money. So it's for people who are spiritually inclined, who want to make money 
going on their feelings. They want to listen to their intuition. Bixio um, said to me, oh, this is probably too much detail, I won't tell you this, um, but just my sense through conversation is that when we listen to our intuition, that's where the magic is. That, that's where money can be made when we're doing things because it feels right. And this podcast feels right. I started another one and it wasn't, I wasn't completely there with it. But this now feels right. I love maths. Um, Khan says he loves maths and I love maths. Um, I, uh, my claim to fame is that I had an interview at Oxford University. I wasn't good enough and didn't get in. But that's my claim to fame. I enjoyed maths at school. I was... I was, and it's great to be in the money game. So what's my situation today? So a year and a half ago, I had literally nothing. I had no money for food. I had to borrow money from my dad. This is a shout out to my dad. Thank you for giving me a loan of 500 pounds, which I have proudly paid back. If I hadn't have given that to you, dad, that would now be worth 5K. But it felt right to pay you back. And I did. And the crypto gods have blessed me. I now have up to I now have ten thousand dollars. Do you know how it feels to have ten thousand dollars when only a year and a half ago I had nothing? I remember I remember someone checking their bank account when they were in, uh, looking at their phone on the train and the, and seeing I could see that they had six thousand pounds and I would say to myself, I wonder what that feels like. And it's funny in some ways. It doesn't make such a big difference, you know, but it does. It doesn't, it doesn't. And I was emailing my friend Keith and he was asking me some great questions about, you know, desi you know desiring money, um, that money doesn't give us happiness. That is right. I agree with him. But what money does do is it... Uh, for me, it's, you know, I already do what I love, and that is conversation with people. Um, what money, I want to make money because I can, I believe it can help me help myself, help my family, help my friends, help my local community, help the wider community, help the planet. So if I can have uh, if I can be, so this is why I love money and this is why I want to be in conversation with people about money, helping them to make money and help their local community and the wider community, to help their family, themselves, their family, their friends, their local, their wider community and the planet. And for me, crypto, for example, makes sense. Crypto has made me money. It's $10,000. I just took profits, which is, um, I took profits of $1,000, which is just below half of what I initially invested. So I am uh, taking profits and I expect to do more of that in the future. Once ADA gets to $1.50 or $2, I'll take more profits so that I have my investment back. So I think I digressed a bit and let me come back to what I was talking about. And that was the reason why I, I have no idea what I was saying. I think it was why I started this podcast. Um, I want to help people get rich. I want not rich, let's say plan for their retirement and well, hopefully get rich and do good in their local ecosystem by helping them follow their intuition. So here's just, I, I'm going to leave you with a tidbit of financial um, conversation. Um, 
my ideas on crypto. So this is not financial advice. This is financial conversation. And you will play, uh, you will act on my conversation in any way you like. Um, it, you are going to act on your own free will to make the best decision for yourself to help yourself make money. So um, here are some, here are three three pointers on why I believe that it would be wise to to buy into Cardano right now. Here it is. Number one, Elon Musk tweeted his support for Cardano. Number two, there's a fork happening on the 1st of March. What the fork is a fork, I do not really know, but apparently it's the the biggest event the, the the biggest, most significant event for Cardano in its history. So that's what they say. That's good enough for me. Well, it's not good enough. I do need to do more research, actually. And this is where this is a recommendation to you. If you are um, if you're going to invest in something, do your research, learn about it so that you so that it resonates completely with you and your soul so that so that you know, okay, if this doesn't make me money, I at least have done my research and it felt right to me. Um, and if it doesn't work out, that's an opportunity to examine your feelings. How are you emotionally? Are you in a emotion, a place of an emotional integrity or not? So that might be something... So through this process of losing money, you're going to figure out where you're at emotionally. And while if you win, maybe you're in the right place for now until the next nosedive or pump. And then you're like, yeah, um, I'm on the I'm I'm on the up. I'm in emotionally and I'm, I'm I'm doing good emotionally. God the the crypto gods are praising me i am doing good by god right now so well that's if it moons and if not you're fucked basically so uh here what did i say so number one oh yeah number two the fork i digressed again and number three is the technical analysis we've got a fibonacci it's gone through the the one line it's racing up to the 1.6 could go up to 2.6 and hey there's a cup and handle here it's coming up to the handle and cup and handles break out to the upside always i think i hope to god that's the case on investopedia it says it breaks to the upside i think it says always but most of the time or anyway and uh cup and handles normally play out over a one to four week period and it is two weeks now so the timing just feels absolutely right so if you're like oh i've missed the bow i should have bought cardano when it was eight cents <clears throat> cosm <clears throat> lucas i don't want to say i told you so but i'm gonna say it i told you so <laughs> um that's pretty arrogant of me um and uh really it's thanks to a good friend john who who told me about cardano and things played out and look it may bottom any moment soon but had what was i gonna say uh, so yeah, maybe you're thinking, oh, I missed the boat. I should have bought in at, you know, I'm, I didn't buy in at eight cents or fourteen cents, and now it's over a dollar, and I didn't even buy in at a dollar. Okay, well, just things look like logically Bitcoin, logically crypto makes a 
a lot of sense to me and I'm going to do an episode on that. Um, and, and many things don't seem logical to me in the world. And I think that we need more truth speaking. And my hope is that this podcast will be filled to bits, full, full to, filled to bits with, with truth telling and, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, what was I saying is that, um, if you're buying in at a dollar and well, things, the stars seem to be aligning. It might be time now to buy Cardano and sure you may be buying at the hype at the peak, but my sense is we're good to go. We may hit, uh, up to $2 or more and you could, and look, you could take profits on half your investment or your whole investment as soon as possible to to just hedge your bets, you know? I think a lot of companies, and here we go, I'm, I'm rallied up again. Uh, I think a lot of companies are, they're hedging their bets. So money is going to lose its value. So companies are being smart and they're putting some of their portfolio, even a small percent of their portfolio into crypto because stock the stock market may crash. Look, there's a co- we're in COVID. If you think things are going to get better in the short term, you're bananas. Come on. People were telling me a year ago, we're just being locked down for a month. They were pleading not to come out of lockdown. They didn't want to believe that it was possible to stay in lockdown for that long. And now look. So I've forgotten what I was saying. Doesn't matter. Three reasons why I think Cardano would be a, is good for me. That's why I've just bought in a little bit more Cardano, bumped up my Cardano to 6,000, um, uh, 6,000, I don't know what you call them, ADA? 6,000 ADAs. Uh, so, guys, stay safe, take profits, and trust your soul. Over and out. I'm so proud of this episode. It feels completely right to be doing the Awaken Capitalist podcast hope you enjoyed listening and i wasn't crackly and i've realized my mouth is too close to the microphone shit bye